All right, here we go. Welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey, and it is a privilege to be with you this morning. Today, we are going to take a look at the book of Colossians. But before we do, just want to say a couple of things. If you would like to hear more episodes of the Activate Podcast, you can check it out on iTunes or on soundcloud.com by searching Jillian Pelkey or Activate Podcast. Let's pray, and then let's get right into what God has for us today. If you have a Bible, get it out. Uh, We're going to use it. We're going to look at the Word of God together. Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are mighty, high above our circumstances, high above our problems, high above our trials and temptations. God, I thank you that you are a God that we can trust, a God who has been proven over and over again. Lord, today we say we trust in you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for speaking so clearly through your word. And God, I pray that our hearts would be open to you right now in these moments. Be with us, God. Meet us here in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to take a look. Uh, If you have your Bible, turn in Colossians to chapter 2, verse 19. And the verse says, The whole body depends on Christ. The whole body depends depends on Christ. In the NIV version, it says, they have lost connection with the head. Today, we're talking about our dependence on Christ, our dependence on Jesus. The whole church, the big church, the church that meets in Asia and Africa and Brazil and Clinton, New York, and every church that meets, the church is one church the Baptists, the Methodists, the Pentecostals is one church. We are one church united under the headship of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the head shepherd. He is the head of the church, the big church. He's also the head of the individual church, the church that meets in your local town, the church that you attend. He is the head of the church. And your pastor is an under shepherd, a shepherd under the main shepherd who is Jesus Christ. Your pastor is an under shepherd to him. Jesus is the pastor of every church. And he is also the head and the pastor of you individually in your life. Jesus is your pastor. You have the best pastor. Out of all the universe, you have the best pastor. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he is available to you 24-7. He will meet you right where you are. He will go with you. You have the best pastor. You are without excuse. You have Pastor Jesus at your beck and call. And you are also at his beck and call. You are a slave to righteousness, a slave to Christ. You are his and he is yours. Jesus is the head. But this verse in Colossians is saying the whole body depends on Christ. The whole body depends on him. The church, the big church, the church, the local church, and you, the individual, you have to depend on Christ. There's a new song out that talks about how if you don't go, then I don't want to go. Jesus, if you don't go, there's no sense of me going anywhere. There's no sense of me moving forward. And that's echoing the the words of Moses when Moses said, uh, God, if you don't go, I'm not going. And that has to be the mantra of our lives that everything we do, if, if Jesus isn't leading us or telling us to go and to do something or be anywhere, I don't want to go. I just, I'm not, I don't want to be anywhere without Jesus. I don't want to live any part of my life without Jesus. We're going to scoot over to the book of John, chapter 15, and then we'll get back to Colossians. And John chapter 15 is the famous portion of scripture that talks about the vine and the branches, and it talks about how Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. 
cut off from him were nothing. And so really, I just said the verse, but here it is. Uh, John chapter 15, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken over you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Christ is the head. If the head is removed from the body, it's useless. Our NIV version says they have lost connection with the head. In John 15, it says you have to remain in Jesus. There's something else really important there in 15.2. It says he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Well, every branch that does bear fruit, he, what's that word there? It says prunes. That means he sharpens us, he polishes us, he molds us, he makes us. We walk through trials and hard times and temptations and, and, and everything that we walk through. God is pruning us so that we can be more fruitful. He is pruning us so that we can be more fruitful. He's pruning us so that we can be more fruitful. Whatever you're going through, if you allow God to use it in your life, you will be more fruitful for having walked through it. You will be more useful to the kingdom for having walked through it. You are 100% valuable. You are 100% loved. You are 100% valuable to God. There's nothing that changes that. But he uses situations to mature us so that we can be a blessing to others. Don't you want to be a blessing to others? Don't you want to shine the light of God? Don't you want to bring glory to God? As you walk through the hardest trial, you could bring glory to God. Because God's in your heart. Because God's in your life. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You can shine forth the glory of God as you walk through a difficult situation. Let's turn back over to Colossians and take a look back there at at chapter 2. Christ is the head. And if we don't have the head... We're useless. So many times we get into our Christian walk, into this journey of faith, this faith life, and we begin doing things and being part of things, and we're doing it for our own glory. We're doing it for our own satisfaction. We're doing it so we feel good or look good. And we've forgotten that we need to remain in the vine of Jesus Christ. We've forgotten that Jesus is the head. He tells us where to go and what to do. We are his servants. We don't tell him. He tells us. And a lot of us find ourselves in places and situations and we say, God, where are you in this situation? He said, I never told you to go there. I never told you to be in that relationship. I never told you to go on that trip. We have to remember that we are not in charge, that Jesus is in charge. And when we forget that we find ourselves in really difficult situations and circumstances in our lives on our own, our fault of our own. In Colossians, we need to take a look 
at all the things that are, are around this verse 19, the verse that says that they have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. It grows when God says it's time to grow. It grows as God causes it to go grow, gives it all the things and nourishments it needs to grow. Not because we decide, I want to grow now. The plant doesn't say, I want to sprout now. It's because of the design of God, the creator, that a plant will sprout. In due season, in the right time, it will grow. So around this verse, uh, Paul's talking to the church of in Colossians about getting caught up in things that aren't really even anything that Jesus wanted us to get caught up with. He's talking about human rules and how they had all these regulations. And in verse 18, there's these words, false humility. And then it's again in verse 23, false humility. False humility. humility. And in verse 23, it calls it the appearance of wisdom. False humility. We can have the appearance of wisdom when we're doing good things, but they weren't God things. We can have the appearance of wisdom where we're doing things that seem good, but God never told us to do. Or we're doing things that are to bring glory to ourselves and not to God. Verse 20 says, since you died with Christ to the elemental forces of this world, why is, why do you live as though you still belong to the world? Do not submit to its rules. Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teaching. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. He's talking about a list of rules about how people were supposed to eat and drink food. And people had got caught up in religious festivals and dates and and things that they had decided to start worshiping instead of God himself. And Paul says, come back. Come back to what God is telling you to do. Get rid of absolutely everything else. Get rid of all your festivals and new moon things and your celebrations of things that are bringing the appearance of wisdom, but it's really false humility. And these rules bring harsh treatment to the body, harsh treatment to the personal individual person, harsh treatment to the body of believers, your local church, and harsh treatment to the church at large, because the things that you do affect you. The things that you do affect your church, and the things that you do in your church affects the greater church. The Holy Spirit of God lives in you. And if you stay connected to the head, if you stay connected to the vine, if you stay connected to the things that Jesus has for you, then your life will dramatically impact those around you. Your life will dramatically impact your church and your church will dramatically impact the larger church. Your prayer life matters. Your Bible reading matters. What you do in secret matters. Your prayer life is the most valuable thing that you have. Your connection to the vine, your prayer life, is the most important thing that you have because it reminds you who you are and who God is. It reminds you why we do the things that we do and why we don't do the things that we don't do. It reminds you the heart of God, the grace of God, the compassion of God. Verse 
We don't want to have false humility. We don't want to have the appearance of wisdom. We want to have godly, real wisdom. We want to have true humility that shines forth God's glory. How do we get caught up so easily in the things of this world? How do we get caught up making something else the head of our lives other than Christ? How do we get caught up thinking that our relationships are the head of our lives or our children are the head of our lives or our finances are the head of our lives? We don't even realize it sometimes. I list those things and we think, oh, that has no hold over me. Take a long look in your heart. Take a long look in your heart. Who is the head of your life? Does every decision rise and fall on the person of Jesus Christ? Does every decision rise and fall on the person of Jesus Christ? Are you connected to the headship of Jesus? If you're connected to the headship of Jesus, you won't be easily offended. If you're connected to the headship of Jesus, you won't be bitter and jealous and greedy. If you're connected to the headship, you'll realize who you are and who he is. Jesus doesn't go, I don't want to go. If Jesus isn't with me, I know apart from him, I can do nothing. Apart from him, it is all on my own. It's me trying to be something I'm not. Everything I am has to be hidden in the personhood of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 27, it says, Jesus is my stronghold. He is the stronghold of my life. I need to stand behind him because he's the stronghold. I don't want to stand in front of a stronghold. I will surely die. I want to stand behind the stronghold of my life. He is the one that keeps me from my enemies. He's the one who protects me from harm. But when I get out and I get in front of it, man, anything could come at me. I need to be hidden in Jesus. I need to be connected to the lifeblood, to to Jesus, the vine. I'm just a branch off of him. And if I start to think I'm the vine, if I start to think that I can do things on my own, I've deceived myself. I have false wisdom. I have the appearance of wisdom. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's a simple, simple, simple gospel. It's Jesus. It's not how hard I can work. It's Jesus. He can do in a second the things that take me a lifetime of work to accomplish. It's not my wisdom and how much Bible I can get into my head. No, it's Jesus. It's how much Jesus I can get into my heart. As I read the word of God, he can illuminate it to me in a second. What would take me and scholars years and years to try to figure out? He can illuminate in a second. It's not me trying to figure out exactly how to navigate different relationships. It's Jesus. It's coming back to someone whose thoughts are higher than my thoughts, whose ways are higher than my ways, as it says in Isaiah. If that's true, then I have to realize that no matter how hard I think or how many seminars or conferences I go to, I will never be able to know the mind of Christ completely. It's in him I live and move and have my being. It's in him that I have to abide It's in him that I have to be hidden and found. In Peter, it does say, but you have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ when we tap into the person of Jesus. We don't have it on our own because we're good people, because we've earned it, 
because we've done enough good deeds, because we've gone to enough church services. No, it's because the Holy Spirit is within us and He guides us and directs us. He illuminates scripture to us. He reminds us of who Jesus is. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Today, have you lost connection with Jesus? Have you got all mixed up with programs and and situations and things? And have you forgotten that the headship is Jesus? Have you forgotten who your pastor is? It's Jesus. Have you forgotten that it's him that makes things grow? It's not us. It's him. So we have to abide in him. We have to be connected to him. It's not how close we can get to a godly person. It's not how close we can get to a a conference speaker. It's how deep we find ourselves in the word of God, meditating on scripture and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That changes everything. He is a God who speaks. He is a God who speaks to his children. He is a God who wants to give good gifts. He's a God that wants to lavish his love on us, but we have to stay connected to him. We have to recognize that he is the king and we are not. He is God and we are not. And when we find ourselves in a place of true humility, in true humility and complete surrender to him, saying, you're God and I'm your servant. I'm now a slave to righteousness. I know I was bought with a price. I know I couldn't forgive my own sins. I know it was your body on the the cross that died, Jesus. I know you are higher than me. I am less than you. I am so less than you. It's in those moments where you draw on the strength, when you're hidden in the strength, when you're abiding in Jesus that everything begins to change. I want to end with this scripture. It's in, in 2 Peter verse, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, His divine power, His divine power, not our own, His divine power, divine power. That means power bigger than ourselves. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything we need is given to us through his divine power. It's his. It's not ours. It's nothing we work for. His divine power has given us, you and me, everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who has called us by his glory and goodness. There's a stark difference between this word everything and in John where it talk in John 15 it says apart from me you can do nothing. Apart from me you can do nothing. I have given you everything you need. Without him nothing. With him everything. Without him nothing can be accomplished. With him everything can be accomplished. The common denominator here, the thing that we need is Jesus. We need to remind ourselves today that our number one priority is Jesus. It's not a check box of how many devotionals we could read or a time frame of how many hours I pray, but it's getting alone with Jesus and hearing from him. And we do this by finding a a quiet place to pray and say, God, I want to hear from you. God, speak to me. Speak to me now. 
Forgive me of my sins. Help me to be abiding in you. And listen. And then to open the Bible and say, God, speak to me through your word. And read just a little portion of scripture and say, God, illuminate this to me. Teach me, Jesus. He is the best teacher. Number one. He is the best counselor. He's the number one counselor. He is the best pastor, the number one pastor. And he is available to you today. Today, you have 24-7 access to the best counselor, to the best pastor, to God himself, Emmanuel, God with us. He said he's put inside of us his Holy Spirit. He has given us everything we need. Get with him today. Get with Jesus today. Get with Jesus today. It's not enough to listen to a podcast. It's not enough to go to church. It's not enough because all those things are great, but then you've lost connection with the head. The head is Jesus. Colossians 2.19, the whole body depends on Christ. Because of him, all the parts of the body care for each other and help each other. This strengthens the body and holds it together. And so the body grows in the way God wants. And again, in the NIV version, we'll go back to Colossians here. It says, They have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. Today, get away from the appearance of wisdom. Get away from false humility. Find yourself in the presence of Jesus himself. He is the vine. We are the branches. Apart from him, we can do nothing. With him, all things are possible through him who gives us strength. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for reminding us that you are our all in all, that you are our strength. You are our strong tower. You are the one we run to and we are saved. God, I pray that if we have false hope in other, other things, if we've made other things our God, other things our head, that God, today we would put those things to rest. Today we would put you in the proper place and we would declare that you are the head of my life. You are the one that controls everything in my life. God, I give you control. You are the vine. I am a branch. Jesus, I pray for those that need a counselor today, that you would be the great and wise counselor in their lives. Open up our our minds, open up our hearts to hear what you would say to us. Help us not to be closed off. Help us to open up our spirits to receive from you everything we need. God, I pray for those that are downcast, whose hearts are, are heavy and burdened, that God, you would come and be the lifter of their head. God, I pray for scripture to come alive to people today. God, I pray that as they seek your face, they will find you. As you promised in your word that when we seek you, we will find you when we seek you with all of our hearts. God, I pray it wouldn't be a chore. God, I pray it wouldn't be a checklist, but God, it would be a heart change in our lives that we would come and just set before our King. Thank you for being our pastor. Thank you for being available. Thank you for your love that's so deep that we can't even comprehend it. God, you are the head of our lives. We give you complete control. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.